This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Atlanta! What's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, hey man. And we are live at Hooters where, yes, they carry Hey Man L. We're inviting you guys to come out and hang out with us. We are at the Mall of Georgia location. We'll be here until 7, guys. And real quick, before we get things started, Mike, they've got you covered for the Super Bowl. You can pre-order your wings from Hooters for the big game. Pick up the uh, big game bundle for just 44, nah, 49 that is. Mm-hmm. And you can download the Hooters app, guys, and save with the Hooters app. You can come watch the big game here at Hooters. They've got you covered with the screens, big flavors, and, of course, a, fl- a festive uh, amount of beers that you can choose from. So go to Hooters.com. You can see all the information there. But we are here today, and I know a lot of folks will be hanging out on Sunday. Mm. Are you ready for the Super Bowl, by the way? Yes, I am. Now, I know Carl does national syndicated shows. I was on the big market that is Panama City this morning, Carl, talking about the game. <laughs> that was a buddy of mine. <laughs> It's a buddy of mine who does radio Stop. down there. So I was, I was on ESPN Radio, Panama City. So, and they were asking me, and it was funny. <laughs> Big market. So we were talking about the matchups, and I was saying, you know, and it's funny because they got this, like, Alabama bias in that part of Florida because it's West Florida, I suppose. Yeah. And they're like, well, I guess Jalen Hurts. Well, Jalen Hurts could win this game, guys. He gets no respect. And these guys were kind of not dissing him, but they were giving him short shrift, I thought. And I said, look, we all believe in Mahomes. I go, but here's the fact to it. And – because I was on such a big market, I did some research, Carl. <laughs> the number, in the last 10 years, only two teams have played in the Super Bowl that have been worse than 500 against the spread. Okay. It was the Chiefs the year they got beat by. Tampa Bay. 31-9. Okay. And the Chiefs this year. The, I mean, the Chiefs, if, you, if, you're looking for some, if you're looking for numbers, the only teams that have been under 500 against the spread – Regular season and playoffs combined have been the Chiefs. And the two times, they were obviously losers. The one time they were over against the spread, they did win the game when they beat the 49ers. Yeah. I, just, something to, just something to chew on. It is. So did they buy that from you or they were I, not well, believing well, again, because they're like, Mike's been on radio in Atlanta for 25 years. So I had to come with some big-time, big-market stuff. I understand. And they were like, literally, when I dropped that stat, they're like, oh. It was like, no, I just, to me, the Chiefs on paper, yeah, they don't really stack up with the Eagles. But you got Patrick Mahomes, who's like the X factor. But honestly, bro, I bet the Chiefs. I've had buyer's remorse ever since. Yeah, I, I locked it in on Tuesday. Uh, and I, I, I like the, I like the Eagles. I, I, coming off the uh, AFC NFC Championship games, I just felt like the Eagles were the were the. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't even think I looked at the spread. It came out obviously right after mm-hmm. the game, but it stayed at one and a half. It right. remains at one and a half. I've said this. Over unders up a little bit. It is, but I said this yesterday because because both of these offenses have scored. But I think. You know, Vegas is saying, "Look, this is a real, this is a pick'em game. This is a one-point game, guys. That's what they're saying. Pick your team. We think it's a field goal game. We're going to talk plenty about it today. Chuck Smith's on the way. He's going to join us here in about 15 minutes." Mike, last night, as we said to Andy and Randy, I, I, I don't know what it was. I sat there. I, I didn't do anything on social media because it, it, for me, it wasn't. There was no need. Right. This is what we've been waiting on. Like they showed up last night. Trey had 36. Trey looked like Trey right. last night. Especially from three. Correct. 
John Collins, you know, played big. The dunk that that, that Randy was talking about, that, that everybody was like, oh, maybe it was. All right, look, I'm tired of hearing all this stuff. I'm a hawk. I'm going to be here, and I'm going to ball out. But the fact of the matter was last night they moved the ball. They got a bunch mm. of guys got involved. It just looked better. And you said it. Was there a sense of urgency? Maybe there was a sense of urgency. But where has that been? Why hasn't there been a sense of urgency? We had to wait to the trade deadline to get a sense of urgency? Right. So either way, if you're saying, well, last night felt different, and I felt like it did, it had nothing to do with the Suns. It was more about our effort and and the way that we went about our business. But we're back to 500. I need to see this. What I saw last night, I need to see against the Spurs. And then I need to see it against the Hornets. And as we continue on this schedule, Mike, because this is what it's going to take to get us where we want to be, which is top four. Yeah, I mean, look, guys, uh, we get it. They were a team in transition because of the trade and because, it, uh, you know, you said it yesterday, Durant's not ready to play yet. Still dealing with that hamstring injury. They blew them out of the gym in the first quarter. That's what you're looking for. And Trey hitting the three. Guys, when you show us something special, as a fan, you come to expect to see it every time. And I know that Trey can't do everything he did against the Knicks every night out. Yeah. But at least, you know, don't be timid with the three. I was, that's what blew me away is how he was taking less threes this year than any other season in his history. I knew some of that would come down because of DeJounte, but I thought DeJounte would actually facilitate more open looks, right? Either way, John Collins, Carl, if you want to say that's two and a half years of trade rumor nonsense, <laughs> John Collins looked like he used one of those springboards that the teams use at halftime, those gymnasts. Yes. What's the last time you saw John Collins that high over the rim? Well, he att- I mean, that was a tomahawk. He, att- he attacked it, Mike. It was one of those moments where, again, if you're a Hawks fan, you're like, yo, that's what I've been waiting for, mm. and we need more of it. But I-, I do want to point something out. There was somebody last night on this team who was 4 for 12 from the field. There was somebody on this team last night who was one Uh-oh. for five Uh-oh. from three-point land. Don't bully, don't bully someone, Carl. Wait, wait, wait. Don't be on. a bully. Oh, hold on. Let me see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That, that's DeAndre Hunter who had nine points last night. Look, will you stop bullying a guy who signed a $90 million extension, Carl? Have you no shame, sir? Just asking. You guys keep telling me. Now, he wasn't the only one who had a bad game. Bogey. Two for 12? Come on, Bogey. Luckily, we didn't get the Suns' A team last night. And this is my point. Trey showed up. Trey was like, look, I'm going to do what I do, right? And and mm. word has it that on the West Coast road trip, Mike, he really was sick. He was ill. That's why he missed the Nuggets game or whatever it was. He was sick. I'll give it. Okay, fine. I understand that. Maybe he's getting over it, but last night mm. you talk about this is the problem, guys. We said as much as I love the effort and the energy and the urgency last night, we're going to need Hunter. You're going to need Bogey because they're not going anywhere. This is our team. So last night you're going to say again, Mike, I guess coming off the three-point performance, nine points, he, you know, another bad game, I guess. I guess, man. Like I said, DeAndre Hunter, if he can just elevate his game to Come 20 on. points a night, 18 to 20, play some good defense, you know, be a factor. And he's not right now. But, oh, wait, wait, wait. How many minutes did he play? 35. Uh, yeah, 36. So, yeah, um, I will say this about Trey Young. Huh. If you can get to the line 12 times as he did last night and also take eight free, eight three-pointers, that's the Trey from two years ago. Yep. That's the Trey much of last year when it's good. So, good to see that. Now, again, I know it's not a marathon. Or is it a marathon? It's not a sprint. It's scratch a, it's a scratch sprint. that reverse. It's a sprint Well, guess now. what? It's a sprint now. So, I want to see more of that every night from Trey. 
404-741-0929. Our man Chuck Smith's going to stop by. He's going to chop it up with this all thing Super Bowl. We'll talk to him about uh, who's got the advantage up front, mm. where can they win. Everybody's talking about the Eagles offensive line against the uh, Chiefs defensive line, particularly Chris Jones. We'll talk to him about all those things. Find us on social media, man. We'd love to hear from you. Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put em Up. See Dukes in this radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on. We're on the gram. And normally, when we're in studio, today we're not. We're at Hooters in uh, the, at the Mall of Georgia, but we're on Twitch, usually and on YouTube. It's been a lot of right. fun, man. Getting a lot of feedback from our uh, Twitch feed. Right. So you guys can watch us during the week, YouTube, on TV. Today, just like old-fashioned, very uh, analog. You, just, <laughs> you sit at the bar, you drink a beer, and you watch us. Now, I just got some distressing news from our listeners at the bar. What's that? Apparently, they are out of Heyman. Stop it. So if the guys are listening from um, – Really? The, if the guys are listening, if we could just get a keg up here. Now, I know it's golf coming from the warehouse on the south side, and we'll be lucky to get here before 4 o'clock. But is anyway, guys, at Georgia Crown, we could get a keg of Heyman, the old OG? That'd be awesome. You know, it'd be really cool if you get a helicopter and get a... So, anyway, Carl, in the meantime, we'll make do with shots. Uh, I'll tell you this, though. Part of me is disappointed, but the other part of me is, uh, Mike, give me a high five. Our beer is selling, boy. That beer is hot. That beer is hot. That beer is hot. It's selling like crazy. They can't keep it here. That's right, baby. So that part of me makes me That's our supplemental good. 401K, sports fans, so but, thank you. But I will say I'm disappointed that we're out. We need to check in the back. Now, the last time we were here, you had to go in the freezer, right? That's correct. And, and literally find the keg that was back Well, there. Chris, the manager here, he's on, he's on point. The, the other guy was working. And so I was like, what's going on with the hay man? He's like, what hay man? So I had to go back there. And I'm literally, I mean, like, because it was at Falcons camp, so I'm, like, in a T-shirt and shorts. I'm freezing my ass off back there. i got to find the hay man keg. you gotta, you got to, first off, you're a bartender. you gotta, you got to clear the lines. you got to blow the lines out, right? Get the beer hooked up. And then finally we get going. And then, of course, the register was jammed up. So we basically gave the beer away at $3 a serve. We sure did. You and I lost money on this we deal did. last yeah. time. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that because we cut, we cut a, nice, yeah. a nice deal for which, our listeners. Which may explain why they went through two kegs in like two days because <laughs> it was $3 a brew. Either way, we're here. Come for the fellowship and the shenanigans. We'll be here till 7. Chuck Smith's going to join us. Longtime Falcon. That's Big Chuck Smith, Joe. He is Dr. Rush. He works with all the NFL pass rushers around the league. He is here with us at Hooters. And I got a story for Chuck. I talked to somebody today. I'm going to do a Bo Morgan. I'm going to name drop. Okay. I talked to somebody today. Oh, you're on the radio in Panama City, too? Uh, yes, you name dropped <laughs> last night, Bo. I'm going to name drop because I ta- started talking about something else, and he brought Chuck Smith's name up. I want to see if Chuck remembers this play. We'll ask him next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. People at the bar were right like, yo, there. is that Chuck? I was like, yeah. And they were like, can I go speak to him? Of course you can. You in the GC. Man. County, man. Just had a, a dude on, come I'm up. Guanation. Chuck, sign my baby's head. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> that was impressive. I don't like when people yeah. bring babies up. They were walking up on me now. It is good to see you, man. Now, Chuck joins us on Tuesdays and, and Fridays, guys, throughout the course of the football season. He's going to be a big part of our offseason because he's so connected to what's going on with players and more importantly, the combine, which is coming up at the end of the month. And then we've got, you know, um, the, the draft, which there's nothing bigger, right? No, there's nothing, nothing bigger. bigger. So he's going to be with us. So it's good to see you face-to-face because we're normally, you know, we got right. you on the, on the horn. Yeah, All your right. boys look like y'all been working out. I can see. I'm, Mike I can has. Tell. Look oh, it's Mike. constant struggle, Chuck. Let me tell you something, brother. I can tell. Mike, your head looking bigger. When you, you lose weight, your belly, your head looks bigger. Yeah, testosterone is having a good effect on me right now, Chuck. I'm feeling pretty good. Mike, you look good. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Carl, you do too. I like. You. I see you got the juices and berries up in that hair. All natural. Girl. All natural. You see Hairline, it working? Hey, 
Hairline sitting back a little nice. bit like a six four. Yeah, right, right. it's a big one, man. I, I'm I, with you in the big four head. Okay, thing, it, it just, it's yeah. what it is, man. I've come to accept it. I mean, I'm not Stephen A, but it's it's all right. You know what I no, mean? You know, you're not like you're James Brown on TV. <laughs> James Stop. Brown, that's like a twelve head. You know, you know, James you look Brown's like you know, you look like Who's that, seriously. Who's that? Have you ever heard this? Mike Tomlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? We, we were in Vegas. We were yeah. in Mandalay Bay one time playing craps, and right in the middle of the roll, it goes. Um, coach, I don't mean to buy because Carl was, by the way, he was wearing sunglasses too. <laughs> had for the glasses effect. and my visor. Yeah, yeah. And his lady goes, Coach, would you mind just taking a picture real quick? I was I laughing. I said, that. No problem. Come here. <laughs> Go Steelers. She was like, uh, We'll take some photos and things of that nature. She's like, Can we win another Super Bowl? Are we going to just break 500 again? That, that's happened to me a lot, man, <laughs> yeah. honestly. And, and you've hung out with Coach Tomlin. He is the yes. coolest guy. He's he is cool. the coolest guy. Yeah, he is. I got to ask you this before we talk about the Super Bowl. Okay. So I was talking with Mike Florio, and we were talking about. The Falcons, and it came up because he grew up, he was a Minnesota fan, and he was talking about the 98 team. And we were talking, and so we, I said, You know, Chuck Smith comes on the show because right. I was trying to get some stuff from him. And he said, I said, Chuck Smith comes on the show, and he goes, I'll never forgive Chuck. <laughs> and I said, Talking about NFC championship. And I said, Well, yeah, but here's the deal he remembers every play, and he says, Chuck made the biggest play of the game. Now I'm going, Wait a minute. And then he told me and, re- and remembered the, the sack before halftime. Randall Cunningham, right? Yes. Big play. He has a big play. Big play. Let me tell you a funny story since you just brought that up. I, and the only reason I was like, what? He's, no, that's real. He's, I know. He's giving me every detail. It's a huge momentum shift in the game. He's like, you don't understand how that changed the momentum of that game. And you know what's crazy about that? Every Viking, everywhere I go, even fans to this day, I'll go and I'll see Randy Moss. It comes up, man, I hate that what you did in that game. Me and Chris Carter have talked about it many times. Mm. Coaches, they talk about that. And Minnesota fans, because they have been let down a lot. And they always say the same thing about that game. And when you talk about 98, that is the worst loss in that state in their history, which right. is our best, which is ironic. So when that comes on, every time that comes on, <laughs> And, you know, with the winners, you get to say what you want to say. Right. And I sure. told him how it is. Robert Smith, he was tiptoeing. I said, you guys got a little arrogant about it in the end mm-hmm. trying to throw the ball. And I really, on that play, I really just took a chance. You remember the play? I remember the play. I, listen, I remember the play. I remember we, the momentum was going against us. And I, something that we used to talk about is taking a calculated risk. Right. So I was supposed to play the run. But I just took off in a pass rush. So the offensive tackle thought that I was going to, you know, he was kind of doing play-action pass. So I got upfield, and I bull rushed him, and he wasn't really ready for it. And I just took a calculated risk. Randall Cunningham winded up and uh, tried to throw the ball. And the crazy part, the, I think Randy Moss is open. Oh, he was. But everywhere I go about that, I'm serious. Even coaches that crazy. I work at, Dean Dalton, who's a running back coach there, who I do some work with, every time he introduced me, he says, oh, the guy who broke my heart, you know, that <laughs> kind of thing. But you know what? It, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat, I am so glad that the Atlanta fans – we got to live it because all we ever wanted to do was be relevant. Right. That's all we wanted. For those who don't remember the context of it, if they score, it becomes a two-possession game, maybe a three-possession yeah. game before halftime. Yep. And what's the big thing about cause and effect with Chuck, later in the game, if you fast-forward card to the end, they had about 51 seconds left with two timeouts. And we were sitting behind the Vikings sideline, mm-hmm. and you could see Brian, uh, uh, who's the old, uh, the old uh, Ravens head coach, who took the Ravens job afterwards. Billick. Billick, Brian Billick. And, uh, and him and Dennis Scott going round and round. And they sat on the ball. 
and they ate the clock, and they decided to go and play overtime. That's crazy. And because that's they were worried about they were worried about the turnover. Yep. And giving you guys the short field because of, and I think part of that was because you were in the backfield. So true. One day we got to eventually. Uh, one day I'm gonna go. I know you got to go, Carl. You no, no, no. We're good. You. We're good. I rem- I'll tell Where you. We're gonna go. You're Mike, here. The Mike, Mike, you got you. Out. Forgot Mike. you for an hour. Hey, Mike, got to tell you about the bomb squad bash one day. Yes. Listen, back with this other radio station back in the day. So. Listen, we, when we went down there, I talked to you guys last week about this. A lot of teams in the Super Bowl, they handle it like, you know, professional. They've been there. But in Atlanta, you know, this was the home of hip-hop. It was just a growing culture. So, Mike, and we were all cool back then. So, you know, we had two weeks before the game. Mm-hmm. Man, we set the city on fire. I told you, we brought back Freak Nick getting ready to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, listen, Mike. Shut that, down the streets that, of Buckhead. That, Buckhead. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. packed. You got people out there. Remember, Mike, somebody drank. Ate, what they eat, uh, fish to see if they could get tickets. But it was crazy back then. We were hosting parties with, you know, hey, that's how I got to know Mike and them so it good. Was we the, it was the stunt that was basically the wildest yeah. stunt to win Super Bowl tickets. Sure. Yep. Somebody brought in a Ford Bronco, yep. painted it orange and blue, and then went to work on it with a sledgehammer. Exactly. In the corner of Buckhead Avenue with Bowling Way, right in the heart of Old Buckhead. Absolutely. Place was going bananas. I mean, Chuck's right. It was that it was that lead up was just because Chuck it kind of came out of nowhere. Seven and nine yeah, the did. year before. Yeah, it did. Fourteen and two. I mean, it was just an unbelievable run. Beat yeah, the Patriots that your DeBerg played. Yep. I mean, some amazing things that season. Yeah, I just it's it's funny what people remember, and Florio when you see him next right. time you I run will. into him. That's what he remembers. That's he remembers that play, and he's like, I hate Chuck. But All right. sixty thousand people, quietest you ever heard. Quietest forever. It's crazy. All right, man, <laughs> let's talk about this Super Bowl. Chuck Smith's hanging out with us. We're live at Hooters, Mall of Georgia location. And he's, he's going to be here. We're going to do another segment with you. So we're, Y'all we're didn't know it, though. What's that? Y'all didn't know I stand another segment. No, but. no, no. We, we Listen, we planned for these things. We knew you were going to be yeah, hanging out. That. We knew that. Well, we knew that. Time, this is like Showtime with the Apollo. Someone's going to get a hook yes. and get no, you off the that set. We're just, we just hanging out. All right, let's do it. Let, let's, talk about, let's talk about Chris Jones and his effectiveness uh, against – Dillard and Lane Johnson and Kelsey, this offensive line, that's their left tackle, right right tackle, their, their guard. Uh, you know, Dicker, I mean, Landon Dicker was talking about how he thinks Kelsey might be the smartest player on the team. And he makes all the calls up on the offensive line. Okay, so does that mean he knows Chris Johns or Chris Chris is lined up, Jones on the left, on the right, in the middle? He's he's calling that out from the center position to make sure they know where they where they need to be? Absolutely, Carl. And listen, he's going to be the epicenter of everything, Chris Jones. Chris Jones has been the most dominant defensive player in the league this year, in my opinion. And when you look at the Eagles, they play as one, the fami- the, being familiar with each other. And when you think about this Eagles offensive line, they're the best in the game. And one of the reasons why is because they can run the ball. Mm. So this game, Chris Jones is not going to just be able to tee off. He's not. Not early. just depends what happens if the Eagles get right. a big lead type of deal. You know what I mean? It's, they're going to keep running. Mm. But now if the Chiefs get a big lead, now Chris Jones is going to be able to tee off. You know right. what I mean? But when you think of an offensive line and you think about what the Eagles have done, I think both tackles has only given up something like, what, three pressures or something ridiculous this year. They're phenomenal. They're phenomenal. But Chris Jones came out and said this week when they were talking about how great this Eagles offensive line is. Chris Jones said, well, okay, we're going to this game. There's two good offenses and one good defense and just <laughs> us. Okay. They're motivated. Right. But this Eagles offensive line it, is special. They got veterans. You look at what you're talking about. You look at Kelsey. You look at Mulata. You look at all those guys on this offensive line. They're really, really good. And, and in this game, there are two solid offensive lines. The Chiefs O-line, they're no chumps. 
It is Big Chuck Smith, guys, live at Hooters here, Mall of George. going to be here until 7 o'clock. Don't forget for the Super Bowl, guys. Make sure either live at Hooters or get pick up your Hooters and bring it to your party also. Chuck, the uh, the Eagles defense, they got all the weapons. And Mahomes, I mean, you, I mean, he is what he is, right? He's, what, 90%, 90 whatever. How do you ever you want to quantify it? Is this all going to be on his shoulders, though, at the end of the day? Him doing some, for lack of a better word, Mahomes magic? I think it's going to have to be a lot of Mahomes magic because that's what it's been. Think about what he's done. Tyreek Hill's gone. You're talking about arguably the best receiver in the game. He left, everything's kept, what, rolling. Yeah. You look at their offensive line, you look at their running game, they started getting that going. But him and Kels, Travis Kelsey, listen, I'm going to tell you, this guy's phenomenal. You look at Mahomes and, and his relationship with him, but one of the things I really like about Mahomes, they make an offense so creative. I mean, I'm looking at every game, I'm looking like, whoa, what is that? I've never seen that. They'll do a shuttle for, with the receiver. They'll do a double reverse with the tight end. They'll also give it to the fullback. But Mahomes, if they're going to win this game, this is going to have to be Mahomes' greatest effort because he's going against arguably one of the greatest pass rush fronts of all time. I think only five defensive lines have gotten 70 sacks since the 60s, just five. And people are not talking about that accomplishment enough. But Patrick Mahomes, no question, he's going to have to make – he's going to have to run the ball some. He's going to have to make some yards with his feet, right? He's going to have to take off. But this this game is, to me – and that that is why – I feel like Kansas City will win this game. I believe he is that good. The mm-hmm. Eagles, they got the better offensive line. The Eagles got the better defensive line. The Eagles got the better running game. The Eagles have the better receivers. I believe in Patrick Mahomes so much is that I really believe his ability to make plays with his arm mm-hmm. is going to carry them. And that says a lot. It does. That says a lot. 34 rushing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. It's a record for a quarterback. Okay. Is it? I didn't know that. Well, combined regular season, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and now you're talking about playoffs. And, and I just – you talk about using your feet. He's such a difference maker with his feet, right? And the thing that I keep thinking about, Chuck, is, all right, well, so you're going to say – Mike's been saying this all week. We'll make Jalen – you know, we're just throwing hypotheticals out. Make Jalen beat us with his arm. We are not going to give him the opportunity to do that. And my concern is if you're rushing, you know, three or four, and I don't know what Spagnola's going to do, we're going to see – he'll switch things up as well. But he's quick to take off in those passing lanes, man. When that stuff opens up, Jalen's going to pick up 10 or 15 yards. And I think that could be a problem for Kansas City all day when he's using his legs if he's going to do what we've seen him do all season long. It's a problem, no question. And to me, when you get a running quarterback like that in a one-game win or go home, win, I'm the champs, and lose, I'm not, I'm running. I'm looking for Jalen Hurst to run over 10 times in this game. Mm. And I'm not necessarily talking about an RPO situations, run pass options. When you get this opportunity – Whereas before he might say, you know what, I'm going to step back. Right. I'm going to just kind of let my receivers make plays. I'm going to give Miles Sanders the ball. We're going to run it in the, when I'm in the RPO. But in this game, I really believe he could be the great equalizer because he can't run. And the thing about it, great quarterbacks really can almost run when they want to. There's all Listen, out of two out of every three times, I bet you if the quarterback ran, they'd get five, ten yards a lot. Right. So to me, Jalen Hurts is going to run the ball. I, I really believe that because this is it. Yeah. This is it, and you never know when you're going to get back. And especially the wide receivers getting pulled down the field. The other thing, how this for a prop bet? Maybe take his rushing yards over his passing yards. Only threw for 120 the week against the 49ers. We're going to give you our, our picks coming up later in the show. Chuck's going to stick around. We're coming back. we got more Super Bowl talk on the way. Stay right there. And you can turn this up, Chris. Rihanna's performing at halftime. I'm All psyched. Right. I'm happy about it. I want to see what Rihanna's got. Yeah. Come on, I, now. I, I kind of like last year. I want him to come a little – 
little more hardcore hip hop. Oh, look at you. You Come can on, get you that say? once every ten years. You know I, the Super I like, Bowl's I not like, gonna I do like that. Rihanna. I like Rihanna, but I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm hyped up like I was last year. I agree. No, I agree. I'm not with hyped that. up like last. Well, year. because it had never happened. We had never had a hip hop right. show at the Super Bowl. That's why it was turned up. I don't know. Listen, I'm gonna sit and see what happens, and probably watch the commercials. And then I'm going to check Rihanna out. All right. All right. We're, we're coming back. Chuck Smith right. with us at Hooters, guys. It's Dukes and Bell. <laughs> Game. Dukes and Bell, we're live at Hooters Mall of Georgia location. Again, pre-order your wings from Hooters for the big game. Pick up the big game bundle for just $44.49. Download the Hooters app to place your order and score $10 to uh, $60 or even $20 to $100 off, guys, depending. Right. Check out the Hooters app. Chuck, I got to ask you, we ask you this probably every year because, you know, we have new listeners and people who tune in at different points. But Chuck Smith's joining us here, guys, and we're talking about the Super Bowl, and we'll get back into that. But Jacob tweeted at me and he says mr dukes please ask chuck if he's interested in being the falcons d line coach and we've asked you this probably for the last four or five years and you've given us the same answer um and again i think you do an amazing job at what you do and talking to some guys that you've worked with and helped in the nfl um what is your answer to jacob's question would you have any interest in in becoming and he says the falcons obviously but just becoming a coach again because you did that already yeah and i get a usually average about three offers a year in college definitely college and this year to actually nfl i have absolutely no interest in being an nfl college coach i like the space i'm in and particularly about the falcons i live here i'm a former player that was my childhood team as well as i'm a fan i speak on them also the risk for me to jump into that 53 is not worth the reward because sometimes things that are out of your control happen. Right. Now, just say I'm out there. Y'all out there doing radio. And the sack total is sitting about 12. It's the end of the season. <laughs> right. And I know y'all, hey, and you guys got a job to do. And then we're on the air. Man, Chuck forgot everything he knew. Yeah. <laughs> no, plus yeah. personality conflicts yeah. with the coaches, too. Yeah, all that yeah, stuff yeah but, but from that standpoint, I'm going to live here. This is my home. I'm always going to live in, in the Atlanta area. So I don't need that, you know, from my standpoint. <laughs> but plus, let me tell you a decision I made when I – left my last coaching job full-time when I was at D-line coach at University of Tennessee. It didn't work out for me, but a lot of it had to do with I wanted to be a dad. Does that make sense? Yes. It drove me crazy yes. to be at the University of Tennessee preparing, raising other kids, but my kids was at the game down the street mm-hmm. as eight-year-olds playing. Right. So there's, it's an incredible job, but there are so many sacrifices. You have to make that decision. It's like a businessman. For anybody in business, those supercharged uh, guys, the Bill Gates, there's someone that's going to be sacrificed. And for me, I never wanted my kids to come up to me and say, hey, Dad, you were never at my game. Yeah. You were never there, which is a lot of the culture of coaches mm-hmm. that you don't get to see about. But I've learned that. So that's one of the reasons. There are a few reasons. It's not really a Falcon thing. It has a lot to do with my family now. Cool. You and, I've, you and I have talked about this. My kid brother and I, my dad, I got my dad 24-7. Yeah. My old man got out of the cops, got in the real world yeah. business. Well, his real world. And my brother missed out on all the sports stuff. Yep. My dad coaching. And it's, you know, that's why my brother's the angry man. It's big Chuck Smith doing this, guys, talking about the Falcons <laughs> and the defensive line. No, you heard this story, my brother. Yeah, How's yeah. it going, Andy? How's it going? Dirtbags on the street. Okay, Andy, we'll talk to you next Christmas. Hey, man, <laughs> what about this team and this free agent class? I know we spent a lot of time this year with you because once we knew the season was kind of going the way it went, th- this team can finally, can finally fix a number of issues we've been dealing with since we lost the Super Bowl. 
I mean, defensive line, D tackle. I know the. And we'll talk about the draft in a second. But do you like the idea of focusing just all of it on the defensive line and maybe one? I don't know, offensive lineman in free agency. Definitely defensive line, first and foremost. But let me just run something by you guys real quick. Real quick. All right. To me, you've got to build through the draft, and there's no better example than this Eagles defense. Right. I mean, this Eagles team. Listen, let's, from an offensive standpoint, Mulata, seventh-round pick. Jason Kelsey, sixth round. Landon Dickerson, second round. Lee, Lane Johnson, first round. Sumalu, third round. Miles Sanders, second round. Jalen Hurts, second round. Quez Watkins, sixth round. And I'm not going to say that Goddard, obviously. Right. He's a second-rounder. I'm not going to keep going. So, Devontae Smith, only one player on this offense came from a free agency. If you look at Kansas City as well, these are draft picks. So, the Falcons might, fans, you might have to suffer a little more to build this, this the, the, the people, the players on this field. So, to answer that question, I'm looking through the draft. Okay. I'm going to get a couple free agents. But unless I'm going through the draft, because you look, the blueprint on the Eagles and this Kansas City team mm-hmm. It's from the draft, so I'm big on the draft. Because just real quick, people see it as a blank check, you know, but it's not yeah. really a blank check. It starts to get before you know yeah. it, it's not there anymore. If you don't de- dedicate it to a Carl, what are we talking about, McGarry? Even a McGarry contract is going to grab a big 70, chunk. 80 million bucks. Yeah, but he was a draft pick. He but, was, but but he's not. He's not in the same conversation with Lane. Johnson. But you augment it with free agents. You build well, through you the do, draft. But you can't keep losing, right. Mike. Right. When you look at him, when you're even questioning, should we bring him back? You've already lost. The questions right now, you've I've, already lost. I've said that, Chuck. I've already lost. When I say a guy's name mm-hmm. and you got to think about it. Dot, dot, dot. You don't lost. resign him. No right. question. Okay? Right. You don't resign him. When, when it came time to give Grady an extension, I said, Grady, Jared, you went, we don't resign him. You're crazy as hell. Right. Immediately. You did. Right? There were other guys that yeah. you say his name and immediately you go, ah, if you do that, I'm not resigning him. There's no reason. There should be no hesitation. If he's up, his name's on the big white board, and I'm going, looking at my coaching staff, looking at my front office, uh, we resigning him, and everybody in the room goes, eh, I'm not resigning him. That's how I feel about Caleb Because McGarry. he's a good, good run blocker, not a great pass blocker. But here's the thing. It's a really soft call market it is. for free agent tackles this year. Yeah, I want to come back on the show, but there's somebody on this set who said, we can trade Grady. Yeah, I ain't forgot. Oh, we, we got in a few arguments. Carl, look, Mike tried to give you the nice look. I said, look, you knew I was coming to you, Mike. Oh, no. Hey, and I still stand by this because I still don't think he fits hey, but, a 3-4. You know the crazy part is? And we still had the worst defense in the league, look, and he's still the best player, but he still doesn't fit a 3-4. You can't get rid of him. But, look, here's the funny thing about that. And this, this, is how, this is how the business works. You know all these athletes. Atlanta has as many NFL athletes as anywhere. Yes. And – there were NFL players that I actually trained. Man, we heard you on the radio talking about you need to trade Grady. Wasn't you. Wasn't me. <laughs> once it again, wasn't me. once again, Carl, someone else has to deal with my nonsense. <laughs> it wasn't you. You know, I'm like, man, Grady, you know, I love you, man. You know, I wouldn't say that, you know, but I didn't say that. But the point being, that's what that, – this just show you have no idea. You guys probably do, but how many athletes are listening right now? Right? Oh, I know Not they are. Yeah, Every yeah. single one of them. Anyway, yeah. Mike got me in trouble, but we had to clean that up. <laughs> and funny. by the way, we love Grady. No, look, you need Grady's. You need types of people like Grady in your locker room because he sets the tone. I just, again, in my defense, Carl, I just want to say I've always thought he was a fish out of water in a 3-4. Yeah, listen, I'm just a big proponent. <laughs> Chuck, wait, say it again. I, it Thank you. But I'm <laughs> not a big 3-4 guy. I'm a 4-3 right. guy but, myself. But I'm just a big proponent on you don't get rid of guys that can play. Right. That's my thing. He's right. still in his best shape. He yes. hasn't been hurt. Great. Listen, Grady is – 
as fresh as they can. And listen, I still think the best part of his career is still coming. It's uh, Dukes and Bell, guys. We're live at Hooters. Appreciate you guys coming out. You can come on out here, hang out with us. A Mall of Georgia location. We're talking with Chuck Smith. Um, we'll give you our picks later. We're, we, we're Super Bowl intertwined with Falcon stuff because it, it, it matters about our team. It matters where we're going to go. When do we get back here? This is what Mike and I have been saying right. for the last couple of weeks. You know, it's like you watch these teams, and you, you talk about the draft. Bengals are the same way, by the way. Yep. Go look at their roster. The, the teams right now that you go, they got a shot over the next few years. They've done the exact same thing that you're talking about. And it starts with stability in the upper management. It starts with the player personnel directors, the scouts. It starts with all that, the GM, guys, and the head coach, guys who are making that decision. You got you to gotta hit on your picks. And when you look at the Bengals, they hit on their picks. From Joe Mixon. Remember people questioned Joe Mixon? Oh, years sure. oh, he's a bad guy. He's yeah. just not. Yeah. Joe Burrow. Look at some of the guys they have. Sam Hubbard. They got guys that are mainstays. And that's what the Falcons have to do. And that's what all teams need to do. Yeah. You got to gotta get guys. And Chuck, they even went there. They redid their offensive line through free agency. Yeah, they did. All those guys got hurt, and they still got back to the AFC Championship game. Right? My quarterback's a beast. Yes, he is. But, I mean, the year the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and beat the Patriots, they lost their left tackle. I mean, that's the thing. The, the kind of depth that Howie Roseman – I mean, I know we've been talking about him a lot this week, but with good reason. You said it. You build through the draft. The Rams can say blank those picks, but that's, that's an outlier. You still got to have the base, and then you supplement that with the right free agents. We're just in a unique spot because we got cap space for the first time forever. The Eagles deserve a lot of credit. And that's all. I don't want to go long-winded because you guys have talked about it. Give them a lot of credit. And I think they still got a couple picks now that they stole from a couple teams, right? They do. The the irony was if Jalen Hurts didn't play as well this year, they were probably going to be back in the first round going after a quarterback. Mm. But they don't have to do that now. All right, let's talk about this game. What's the key? Give us the key. What are you watching Sunday? 6-15, kickoff, game starts. What are you looking for? Well, the first thing I'm looking at when I look at the offense of the Eagles, can they run the ball? versus Kansas City. Kansas City was somewhere around the middle of the road, and they're tough. They, you know, they can stop the run. They get after it a little bit. But really, when you think about this, this matchup, it's going to be interesting how George Karloftis stands up, the rookie. He's, he's been solid versus the run. He's been a little challenged to me. He doesn't play with great leverage, but he's scrappy. The next one's going to be Kalen Saunders. Those guys, to me, and he's in the middle. And the Eagles are built strong in the middle. And Will the Eagles be able to run the ball? That's it. And then when, if they're able to run the ball and they're able to take shots, when you think of this A.J. Brown, you think about this offense, you think Dallas Goddard, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a big game. This team is tough because they can run the ball. And they got what, three running backs that can bring the, bring the juice. To me, that's what I'm looking for. Can the Chiefs stop the run? We know they can rush the passer. Mm. And we're going to see what Carl Loftus does. Frank Clark, you know, he's always a wild card and he can rush. But you got to – Frank and Karloftis, to me, are the keys running the ball. They're a lot better rushing the passer than they are stopping the run. And on the flip side, I know the Chiefs always seem to want to throw the football. Don't expect them to change their stripes, right? They're not going to try to run the ball too much. Are they going to try to establish the run with Pacheco? I think they're going to try to establish the run, but I think this is going to be an aired out game. I I really do. I think they're going to take their shots. The Eagles are deep. They run stunts. They got games. They're really tough up front. 70-sack team. Patrick Mahomes, to me, wins it, and it's going to be – it's, he's going to have to be Houdini back there. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Chuck, man, thank you for coming out. I appreciate y'all That's coming. Chuck Smith, Joe. Give it up for Chuck Smith, y'all. people. Welcome to Gwinnett County, man. <laughs> y'all, y'all, hey, y'all city boys got to come on out here more, man. Y'all city boys. We love it out.